So um, I'm very excited to start. Uh, this, did you just someone just shush, Marie? Nice. I'm excited to start a two-week series on uh, the reason for hope, and uh, I was trying to come up with a clever title for this, but I just felt the, simp the simple is better, right? The reason for hope. What do we have, the hope that we have, and let's talk about it for this, uh, this Sunday and next Sunday. Um, and I just, I just feel like it's good for us to be reminded again, as followers of Jesus, what is the reason for our hope, and that is Jesus, and uh, be reminded for why we have him and be reminded of why we celebrate Christmas, not happy holidays. Um, and also, it's a perfect uh, time for us to talk more about Jesus. Not that it's ever not a good time to talk about Jesus, but it's much easier to talk about Jesus during this time, during uh, Christmas, because everyone is celebrating, celebrating Christmas. At least know that Christmas is around the corner, even if they actually don't celebrate Christmas. Did that make sense? Everyone is aware that Christmas is around the corner. So wherever that we look around, it's so festive, right? When you guys drive around the city at night, you see beautifully decorated lights uh, over the street lights, on the trees, and hanging on uh, our houses, uh, uplifting Christmas music, playing everywhere, shopping malls, coffee shops, bookstores, grocery stores, on the radio. So wherever you go, you hear this Christmas music. It looks as if we're celebrating something, like all of us are celebrating something. However, if we take the time to uh, listen to the reason for which people are celebrating, we usually hear something very different. It's not about Jesus. What we would hear often is things like, why are we celebrating at this time? It's, well, I have some time off from work, so I'm going to spend time with my family, with my friends. Or uh, it's time for presents and gifts right, from Santa, or, or um, year-end bonuses, which I didn't realize those things are still going on, and or just the end of the year, where as people are looking forward to a new year so they can start all over again and try the same new year resolution that they've been doing for the last few years. Um, so from a quick glimpse, those reasons may be adequate, right, they may be good enough or may be reasonable for, uh, for all of us to celebrate. However, if we really think about those reasons and really dig deeper, they not, those reasons are not worthy right, for such big celebration by everyone. When I say everyone, I mean corporations. You know, multinational companies would have day off for Christmas. Um, government agencies, right? schools, uh, inst you know, different institutions and, and business owners and individuals even for us to take days off. Um, so let's look at why those reasons are not really worth it for, for everyone to have a day off, whether it's the social services or what have you. They're not really good reasons for all of us to celebrate. So number one, time off from work, right? Some of the things I've, I've um, talked about. Most of us have time off during the summer, right? I think so. Uh, or spring break or Thanksgiving. So it's not really the only time of the year where people have time off to spend time with their family. Uh, presents a time to buy presents, lots of things on sale, like gifts. But we have birthdays, right? We have Black Fridays, we have every month, we have like the sales of the decade. Every other month, yeah, anniversaries and what have you. So there are blockbuster sales every month going on. So you don't have to wait until the end of the year to celebrate. Santa Claus. Santa Claus, he doesn't exist, right? I think uh, it's okay for me to say that. Uh, 
I, I think it's okay for me to say that some people still believe in Santa Claus, but you would think that he exists because wherever that you go, any shopping malls that you go to, you're going to see Santa Claus. Am I, am I mistaken? I think you're going to see Santa. And, and uh, the, the thing for me is how is it possible for people to believe in Santa Claus and not believe in Jesus based on all the historical and uh, archaeological facts that are out there? Uh, UN bonuses. It's not really that good of a reason to get an extra uh, something in your paycheck because bonuses, from my understanding, most of the bonuses are paid out in March or April. So, and and um, the year-end calendar, which doesn't really make sense either because a lot of the businesses have fiscal year-end, right? Sometimes in April, in August, in July. Uh, also with colleges and university, the school ends in June and graduations in June and you start a new job in the summer. So there are a lot of things to celebrate, not at the end of the year. So therefore, Christmas time, it has been ingrained in us, within us, to celebrate. But we don't fully, fully know, or maybe if I can say remember, why we're celebrating Christmas. So when I say, I mean all people, when I say we, I mean all people, not just Christians, so to speak. So, so as when you see this beautifully decorations and the, fest, uh, the festivities and the celebrations and should be, it must be for something so much bigger. Right, so much bigger that we all are doing it. But most of us tend to forget what it was for. Um, because I really believe that when, you, when we go outside, and I think we know this, when we talk to other people, like I was saying earlier, I refuse to say happy holidays. Because when we talk to everyone, most everyone will say happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. And the reason I also say that most people don't realize it is a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus is that there's a survey from the uh, Pew Research Center, this was in 2017, nine out of 10 Americans celebrate Christmas, but only 46% of those celebrate Christmas because of a religious holiday. So pretty much everyone celebrates this time of the year, right? But only 46 of those celebrate because it's a birthday for Jesus. Uh, secondly, only 32% would prefer to hear Merry Christmas versus a holiday. So that's one out of three. Three out of ten would prefer to hear Merry Christmas versus the holidays. So, so Christmas is no longer about Jesus. Uh, it appears that Christmas is about Santa or Santa Claus. Santa Claus is all the rage now, right? You, you guys are probably wondering, where is he going with this? I'm going to come to the point soon. It's Santa Claus is the rage now. Wherever that you go, it's much safer and politically correct to display Santa right, instead of the nativity scene. It's much safer to say happy holidays versus Merry Christmas. And it's, it's, it's somewhat sad that Santa is being talked about more often than Jesus because Santa does not even exist. Um, and and it's, uh, it's, it's almost, uh, I want to use an example for myself when, when actually I, in 2011, when Liam was four, and uh, I was talking to my colleagues, and they, were, uh, they, they asked, one of them would ask me, hey, so does, have, you, have you told your, child, your son that Santa is, is real or not yet? I said, yeah, he asked me, and I told him Santa, Santa is not real. And all of them, every single one of them got really kind of somewhat mad at me. It's like, why did you tell him such a thing? It's like, he's not real. Why, why do I need to lie to him? Because it's better for us to tell our kids the truth. 
and explain to them of what's going on so when they grow, they can come to understand that Santa is not real, Jesus is real, and know what we're celebrating and what we live for, right? So I think I can handle the, the, uh, the survey that I um, t- show you guys, 9 out of 10 and uh, 32%. It's a little bit depressing, right? But however, if I can, I can handle the depressing uh, result if the survey would have said that the devil is winning the war on Christmas. Because Satan is making what is true, which is Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. For us, Through him, we have been reconciled with our Heavenly Father and to have eternal life. So he's making what is true to make it feel like it's really not true. And he's turning what is really not true, which is Santa Claus. He comes around once a year, somehow miraculously give us all presents. Making what is not true, make it to be true because you're seeing it everywhere. Right? Parents are telling kids, Santa knows whether you're naughty or you're nice, trying to get them to behave, trying to manipulate them into doing what the parents to want them to do versus actual parenting. <laughs> Sorry, that was, I didn't mean to be out there. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, so unfortunately for us, and uh, fortunately for the devil, we, and I include myself in this, we tend to get distracted and not remember fully of how things should be as time goes by. And that's why you see most everybody think, is thinking about Santa Claus instead of Jesus, saying Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. And I don't re- fully remember why we celebrate Christmas. So that's why it's a little bit confusing. And don't remember clearly of what was spoken over us even. I want to use an example of uh, John the Baptist to remind us of how easy, how easy it is for us to forget or to be distracted from celebrating Christmas as something other than the birth of mankind's savior, the birth of mankind's savior. So Christmas is when we, we need to remember Christmas is when we're celebrating our living hope, right? In Jesus, that's who we have. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Instead of Santa Claus, all times to get together as families. So I want to use the example of John the Baptist because this was a little bit sobering for me also. So it's not just uh, a warning to, to you guys, but it's for me also. Because for those who don't know John the Baptist, um, he, was just, he was not just an ordinary person, right? John the Baptist, it was said that he was filled with the Holy Spirit before he was born, right? That's from uh, Luke uh, one fifteen, And the book, so about John the, uh, the Baptist, the book of Malachi, which was written 400 years before his birth, prophetically pointed to his birth, and pointed to the reason for his birth. In Malachi 3, uh, verse 1, it said, I will send, as in God, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. That's John. God will send John to prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, will come, says the Lord Almighty. So roughly 400 years before John the Baptist was born, God has spoke prophetically that, He's going to come. He will come. And this is what he's going to do. He's going to prepare the way for Jesus. Right? And, and uh, we, we know this from Luke chapter 1. Um, the angel spoke to Zechariah, which is John's father, as, um, as John's mom was, this confusing, as, as John was actually being um, within. When John hasn't been born yet, um, the angel told Zechariah that to John, 
John the Baptist will be born, and he's going to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. So this is what, this is what, and also John, as he grew up and as he was born, this is what John said about Jesus when John first met him. In John um, chapter 1, verse 29, when, when John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said to his disciples, Look, he's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he was declaring and proclaimed that to his disciples when he saw Jesus. And he also said um, this to Jesus. I baptized, oh, he was saying this to his disciples about Jesus. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So that's John the Baptist. However, however, for those of you, some of you may know, later on, through John's own trials and suffering for Christ, doubt began to crept into his mind about who Jesus is. Is he, Jesus really the hope of glory? Is he really the Savior that came to deliver us? We know this because in Luke 7 and, and um, Matthew 11, John sent his disciples to Jesus to ask him, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Amazing, isn't it? Only two years after, when he saw Jesus, when he baptized Jesus, he saw the Holy Spirit came down on Jesus. That's amazing. And he was declaring, proclaiming to all his disciples that who Jesus was, the Lamb of God. Are you the Savior that we have been promised? Are you our deliverer? Are you the one who came to take away the sin of the world? Just two years. Only two years. So that's why I was saying that it was a little bit sobering for me and hopefully for all of you guys. It was not a long time after that because we know John died roughly a year before Jesus. And Jesus only did his ministry for three years on earth. So just within two years, John, John prior to that, knew with complete certainty, declaring and proclaiming that Jesus was God. But just within two years, he had to send his disciples to ask Jesus, are you the one? Are you really the one that I was declaring and proclaiming? Are you really the one that I'm actually willing to die for? Are you really the one that I'm preparing the way for? So if John, just think about that, John the Baptist, whose birth was prophetically spoken about 400 years before he was born, declared by God about what John was going to do and what his role was going to be, who was filled with the Holy Spirit before he was born. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? I don't know if anyone was filled with the Holy Spirit before they were born. Met Jesus face to face, baptized Jesus, as I said. Saw the Holy Spirit came down on Jesus. Even had doubt. Even John lost track of the identity of who Jesus is, the Lamb of God. And start questioning it. Questioning like, Jesus, are you really the Savior who came to take away the sin of the world? So, I say all that just to give us, hopefully, a warning, just to say, it is possible, it is possible for us to forget about who Jesus is and what he came to do. That's a big picture. But also in a, in a more specific picture, it's, it's possible for each of us to forget the calling and the promises and the, the inheritance that God has spoken over us over time over trouble and struggles, right? And we go through doubts, we go through, um, I don't know, losing jobs, losing friendship, losing people that we love, and then suddenly doubts begin to creep in. Because John, in two years, 
had doubt. So if we think we're stronger than John, I think we're fooling ourselves. Can I say that? Hopefully you guys are not offended for me to say that. So whether it's, it's struggles, distractions, or what have you, we have to remind each other that Jesus is the Savior of God. Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. So this takes me back to what I was saying earlier. Is it's not surprising, right? So it's not surprising that most people to get distracted by our environment, by our obstacles, by our struggles, by our situations, or be influenced. Ryan and I were talking about this. Some of us will get influenced by what's going on around us, and we think, oh, okay, this must be how it is then. So it's not surprising to eventually think of Christmas is to be just a time of the year for end-of-the-year celebrations, time to spend time with holiday, a time to get new presents, new holidays, new, new gifts, or a time to take pictures with Santa Claus, or, which there's nothing wrong with those things in the, in the small picture, or just a time to go shopping, or a time to get ready for New Year resolutions. So let us remind each other and remind ourselves that Christmas is about celebrating the birth of Jesus. So for us, as followers of Jesus, let's live as follow, followers of Jesus, which means to follow Jesus, right? Follow the things that he did. Not follow our, the culture that's going on around us. Not to follow all the things that we see, because every time that we see Santa Claus, we're going to think that he's real. And we're going to want to know, oh, why? Why didn't he come and visit me? Um, and to follow and so instead of following the current trends and, and what's going on around us, follow Jesus. Follow his examples, right? What did he do? He lived with compassion. He lived with courage and conviction, right? Speaking of compassion, Jesus, the, throughout scriptures, it, we, we see that Jesus had compassion on the people. Compassion means sympathy and concern for people's suffering or misfortune. And that's what Jesus had a lot. So for us, as followers of Jesus, Compassion for people, especially this time. Especially this time because people are more open to hearing about Jesus and who Jesus is instead of all the bad and negative things that we see on TV about Christians. About how Christians are lying and cheating and, def and frauding people and, and trying to manipulate people. Have compassion on our people because we are followers of Jesus. Love people as God loved people. Compassion. Have courage. Speak with courage about what Christmas is about. So it's, maybe that's maybe my main point is have courage. What is Christmas about? It's not a holiday. Christmas is us celebrating the birth of our Savior. We can be courageous in sharing about Christmas and doing that through the personal relationship that we have with him. Because remind people Christmas means um, the actual term for Christmas means Mass of Christ. So Mass meaning a, a gathering, a group of people celebrating and worshiping. Celebrating and worshiping Christ. So that's what Christmas stands for, not Santa Claus. It's not big sales, discounts. It's not shopping. Santa, celebrating Christ the Savior, that's what we're celebrating right now. And remind people what Christmas means. Because Santa Claus will not give them the truth that they need. Because after 1-1, when those New Year's resolutions kicked in, they're going to be faced with the truth that they need to grow up. Or Santa Claus is not going to give them eternal life. 
And that's what we all need. We need a hope that we can live for. Something that we know that is beyond this, this, this momentary struggles that we see. So compassion, courage, and conviction as followers of Jesus. As conviction, don't be swayed by fine-sounding arguments. Colossians 2 verse 4 said that. Hold firm to the truth that we have in Jesus. That's why I was coming back to everything around us is about happy holidays, but remind people of why we celebrate Christmas and be thankful that we have Christmas. Hold firm in the knowledge that Jesus' death on the cross have completely and fully paid for our sin. Right? Hold firm to the revelation that Jesus is with us and he's within us. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's something that I, I myself have to remind myself all the time. Christ in me, the hope of glory. When in doubt, when I, I uh, face struggles, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Remind ourselves that. And, and that will give us, hopefully that will give us conviction to stand up and have courage to say, no, Christmas is about Jesus. It's not about Santa Claus. So when we follow Jesus, when we live with, with compassion and courage and conviction as followers of Jesus, we will not be swayed right, or distracted, or no matter what's going on around us. We will not be influenced to what's going on around us. We will not be someone who's saying, oh yeah, it's okay, actually, you know, you don't need to talk about Jesus. You can just talk about Santa Claus. No, it's important to talk about Jesus. Let's remind our families and our friends what Christmas really is about. Let's bring the focus of Christmas back to Jesus. Because as you can see, only 32% of the people prefer to say, to hear Merry Christmas. So that means 68% of the people prefer to hear happy holidays. So they don't want Jesus anywhere near there. It's a time for us to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Mankind's deliverer from eternal damnation. The birth of Jesus Christ. In Luke 2 uh, verse 11, it said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So Jesus is the reason for why we celebrate Christmas. He's the reason for the celebration and festivity by everyone, wherever that we go, even though they don't realize that they should be thankful for Jesus or don't want to admit it. He's the reason for, for, for all of us, I mean all of us, to have a hope in. Because, and that hope is already here and now. And there's an eternal hope for us. And that's what we're celebrating, eternal hope in Jesus. Remind everyone around us that a Savior has been, that we have, who we have been hoping and looking for throughout history. That's Jesus. He's the reason for our hope. So I'm not talking about the, the definition of hope based on the English dictionary. I, I looked this up and then the hope, the defi definition of hope within the English dictionary is, is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. So this definition is based on our own feeling of expectation, right? Our own desire for certain things to happen. This, this um, human definition of hope is based on what we want or what we desire or what we're wishing to come true. Or I use the term wishful thinking. But here's a biblical definition of hope. And this is from Psalm 42 verse 5. Hope in God. A biblical definition of hope is confident expectation of what God has promised and his strength is in his faithfulness. Faithfulness. So biblical hope is based on what God has promised, not what we had hoped for. What God has promised. What he has promised to us. His son, Jesus. 
and the strength of our desire, like like how 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 strongly we feel for something, how strongly we want something, how strongly we expect something, is based on God's faithfulness, not on my faithfulness or your faithfulness, on God's faithfulness. So that's the biblical hope. That's what we have. That's the hope that we have. So when we, as followers of Jesus Christ, what we hope for, or our hope, is based on God's promise and based on his faithfulness. So when we say we hope for something through Jesus, it's not just, well, I'm hoping that something will turn out good. I'm hoping I would pass my test. I'm hoping I would get a raise. I'm hoping I would get a degree even though I didn't study for it. No, it's not that. So therefore, we as followers of Jesus, you know, we don't hope for things that we would like to see. We don't hope for positive outcome. We don't hope for blind faith. We don't hope based on our own strength or our own understanding. Right? Our hope, again, is in the promise of Jesus. His promise. And the strength of our hope is based on his faithfulness. Remember that. So the only one who is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow is Jesus. And that is our hope. That's who our hope is based on. That's the strength of our hope. Because can we say anyone beside Jesus is the same as yesterday, today, and tomorrow? I don't know if we can. Right? And Jesus, he is who he said he is. So let's keep that in mind and remember that Christmas is about Jesus. And Jesus is our hope, our future, our eternal hope. And through him, we have eternal life. And through him is our eternal hope. Our living hope is Jesus. So if I can end by just saying a couple things. Number one, remember why we celebrate Christmas. So hopefully you guys, hopefully you guys get that point by now. We celebrate Christmas because through Jesus, we have eternal life. We are able to stand in the presence of our, of our Heavenly Father as we put our hope in Jesus that God, he will restore all the years that we have lost all the years that we have lost to sins, addictions, or brokenness, or, or what have you, he will restore all those years back to us through Jesus. That's why we celebrate Christmas. Remember that. Remind ourselves and remind each other and remind all the other people around us. And number two, if I can remember, if I can encourage you guys for number two is next Sunday, invite our friends and family to come to Christmas. Next Sunday is one of the two Sundays throughout the whole year, throughout the whole year, that everyone, whether you believe in God or not, are very open to coming to church. Because next Sunday and Easter are the two Sundays that people are open to attending church. And then next Sunday, we will talk about why Jesus matters. We'll talk about why he came to live among us. Why we, all people everywhere, need Jesus. And why Christmas, celebration of Christ, right? Mass of Christ a celebration of Jesus Christ is a day worth celebrating for everyone, by everyone, whether they realize it or not, whether they think they need him or not. It is a day that is worth it for all of us to celebrate. That's why we have all those days off. That's why you have all this special, all these sales, all these lights, and everyone is celebrating without realizing why they're celebrating. It's the same with us, right? Before we knew Jesus, we didn't think we need him. We just enjoyed Christmas. But now we have Jesus. We fully, hopefully, appreciate it more and more of what Christmas means to us and why we're celebrating. So share that with everyone else. Invite them to come so we can talk more about who Jesus is and what he has done for us and why we're celebrating his birth. So um, 
So that's what I have for us for this morning. I want to encourage you guys, and as, as a reminder for us, Christmas is a big deal. It's a really big deal.